Chapter Seven of the Imperialist by Sarah Jeanette Duncan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. It is determined with something like humor that communities very young should occupy themselves almost altogether with matters of grave and serious import the vision of life at that period is no doubt unimpeded and clear its conditions offer themselves with a certain nakedness and force both as to this world and to that which is to come the town of elgin thus knew two controlling interests the interest of politics and the interest of religion both are terms we must nevertheless circumscribe politics wore a complexion strictly local provincial or dominion the last step of france in siam the disputed influence of germany in the persian gulf the struggle of the powers in china were not matters greatly talked over in elgin the theatre of european diplomacy had no absorbed spectators here nor can i claim that interest in the affairs of great britain was in any way extravagant a sentiment of affection for the reigning house certainly prevailed it was arbitrary rococo unrelated to current conditions as a tradition sung down in a ballad an anachronism of the heart cherished through long rude lifetimes for the beauty and poetry of it when you consider beauty and poetry can be thought of in this here was no court aiding the transmutation of the middle class no king spending money here were no picturesque contacts of royalty and the people no pageantry no blazonry of the past nothing to lift the heart but an occasional telegram from the monarch expressing upon an event of public importance a suitable emotion yet the common love for the throne amounted to a half-ashamed enthusiasm that burned with something like a sacred flame and was among the things not ordinarily alluded to because of the shyness that attaches to all feeling that cannot be justified in plain terms a sentiment of affection for the reigning house certainly prevailed but it was a thing by itself the fall of a british government would hardly fail to excite comment and the retirement of a prime minister would induce both the mercury and the express to publish a biographical sketch of him considerably shorter than the leader embodying the editor's views as to who should get the electric light contract but the government might become the sole employer of labor in those islands church and school might part company forever landlords might be deprived of all but compassionate allowances and except for the degree of extravagance involved in these propositions they would hardly be current in elgin the complications of england's foreign policy were less significant still it was recognized dimly that england had a foreign policy more or less had to have it as they would have said in elgin it was part of the huge unnecessary scheme of things for which she was responsible unnecessary from elgin's point of view as a father's financial obligations might be to a child he had parted with at birth it all lay outside the facts of life far beyond the actual horizon like the affairs of a distant relation from whom one has nothing to hope not even personal contact and of whose wealth and greatness one does not boast much because of the irony involved 
information upon all these matters was duly put before elgin every morning in the telegrams of the toronto papers the information came until the other day over cables to new york and was disseminated by american news agencies it was therefore not devoid of bias but if this was perceived it was by no means thought a matter for protesting measures especially as they would be bound to involve expense the injury was too vague too remote to be more than sturdily discounted by a mental attitude belief in england was in the blood it would not yield to the temporary distortion of facts in the newspapers at all events it would not yield with a rush whether there was any chance of insidious sapping was precisely what the country was too indifferent to discover indifferent apathetic self-centred until whenever down the wind across the atlantic came the faint far music of the call to arms then the old dog of war that has his kennel in every man rose and shook himself and presently there would be a baying the sense of kinship lying too deep for the touch of ordinary circumstance quickened to that and in a moment we were fighting we had lost or won apart however from the extraordinary the politics of elgin's daily absorption were those of the town the province the dominion centres of small circumference yield a quick swing the concern of the average intelligent englishman as to the consolidation of his country's interests in the yangtze valley would be a languid manifestation beside that of an elgin elector in the chances of an appropriation for a new courthouse the single mind is the most fervid elgin had few distractions from the question of the courthouse or the branch line to clayfield the arts conspired to be absent letters resided at the nearest university city science was imported as required in practical improvements there was nothing indeed to interfere with elgin's attention to the immediate the vital the municipal one might almost read this concentration of interest in the white dust of the rambling streets and the shutters closed against it like other movements of the single mind it had something of the ferocious of the inflexible of the unintelligent but it proudly wore the character of the go-ahead and as walter winter would have pointed out to you it had granted eleven bonuses to capture sound commercial concerns in six years in wholesome fear of mistake one would hesitate to put church matters either before or after politics among the preoccupations of elgin it would be safer and more indisputable to say that nothing compared with religion but politics and nothing compared with politics but religion in offering this proposition also we must think of our dimensions there is a religious fervor in oxford in mecca in benares and the sign for these ideas is the same we have to apply ourselves to the interpretation in elgin religious fervor was not beautiful or dramatic or self-immolating it was reasonable you were perhaps your own first creditor after that your debt was to your maker 
you discharged this obligation in a spirit of sturdy equity if the children didn't go to sunday school you knew the reason why the habit of church attendance was not only a basis of respectability but practically the only one a person who was never known to put his head inside a church door could not be more severely reprobated by mrs murchison at all events it was the normal thing the thing which formed the backbone of life sustaining to the serious impressive to the light indispensable to the rest and the thing that was more than any of these which you can only know when you stand in the churches among the congregations within its prescribed limitations it was for many the intellectual exercise for more the emotional lift and for all the unfailing distraction of the week the repressed magnetic excitement in gatherings of familiar faces fellow beings bound by the same convention to the same kind of behavior is precious in communities where the human interest is still thin and sparse it is valuable in itself and it produces an occasional detached sensation there was the case in dr drummond's church of placid-faced saintly old sandy mcquat the epileptic it used to be a common regret with lorne murchison that as sure as he was allowed to stay home from church sandy would have a fit that was his little boy's honesty the elders enjoyed the fit and deprecated the disturbance there was a simple and definite family feeling within communions they come to our church was the argument of first force whether for calling or for charity it was impossible to feel toward a congregationalist or an episcopalian as you felt toward one who sang the same hymns and sat under the same admonition week by week year in and year out as yourself wesleyans are they a lady of knox church would remark of the newly arrived in whom her interest was suggested then let the wesleyans look after them a pew-holder had a distinct status an adherent enjoyed friendly consideration especially if he adhered faithfully and stray attendants from other congregations were treated with punctilious hospitality places being found for them in the old testament as if they could hardly be expected to discover such things for themselves the religious interest had also the strongest domestic character in quite another sense from that of the family prayers which dr drummond was always enjoying set your own house in order and then your own church was a wordless working precept in elgin threadbare carpet in the aisles was almost as personal a reproach as a hole under the dining-room table and self-respect was barely possible to a congregation that sat in faded pews the minister's gown even was the subject of scrutiny as the years went on it was an expensive thing to buy but an oyster supper would do it and leave something over for the organ which brings us to the very core and centre of these activities their pivot their focus and in a human sense their inspiration the minister himself the minister was curiously special among a people so general he was in a manner raised in life on weekdays as he was in the pulpit on sundays 
he had what one might call prestige some form of authority still survived in his person to which the spiritual democracy he presided over gave a humorous voluntary assent he was supposed to be a person of undetermined leisure what was writing two sermons a week to earn your living by and he was probably the more reverent or the more revered from the fact that he was in the house all day a particular importance attached to everything he said and did he was a person whose life answered different springs and was sustained on quite another principle than that of supply and demand the province of public criticism was his but his people made up for the meekness with which they sat under it by a generous use of the corresponding privilege in private comments upon the minister partook of hardiness it was as if the members were determined to live up to the fact that the office-bearers could reduce his salary if they liked needless to say they never did like congregations stood loyally by their pastors and discussion was strictly intramural if the methodists handed theirs on at the end of three years with a breath of relief they exhaled it among themselves after all for them it was a matter of luck the presbyterians as in the case of old mr jameson of st andrews held on till death pulling a long upper lip election was not a thing to be trifled with in heaven or upon earth it will be imagined whether dr drummond did not see in these conditions his natural and wholesome element whether he did not fit exactly in the god he loved to worship as jehovah had made him a beneficent despot and given him as it were a commission if the temporal power had charged him to rule an eastern province he would have brought much the same qualities to the task knox church elgin was his dominion its moral and material affairs his jealous interest and its legitimate expansion his chief pride in anniversary sermons which he always announced the sunday before he seldom refrained from contrasting the number on the roll of church membership then and now with the particular increase in the year just closed if the increase was satisfactory he made little comment beyond the duty of thanksgiving figures spoke for themselves if it was otherwise dr drummond's displeasure was not a thing he would conceal he would wing it eloquently on the shaft of his grief that the harvest had been so light but he would more than hint the possibility that the laborers had been few most important among his statistics was the number of young communicants wanderers from other folds he admitted with a not wholly satisfied eye upon their early theological training and to persons duly accredited from presbyterian churches elsewhere he gave the right hand of fellowship but the young people of his own congregation were his chief concern always and if a gratifying number of these had failed to come forward during the year the responsibility must lie somewhere dr drummond was willing to take his own share the ministrations of this pulpit would be more than suspected of having come short and the admission would enable him to tax the rest upon parents and bible class teachers with searching effect 
the congregation would go gloomily home to dinner and old sandy mcquat would remark to his wife it's hard to say why will the doctor get himself in such a state about mere numbers we're told where two or three are gathered together but the doctor's all for a grand congregation knox church under such auspices could hardly fail to enlarge her borders but elgin enlarged hers faster almost before you knew where you were there spread out the district of east elgin all stacks of tall chimneys and rows of little houses east elgin was not an attractive locality it suffered from inundation sometimes when the river was in spring flood it gave unresentful room to a tannery it was the home of dubious practices at the poles and the invariable hunting-ground for domestic servants nevertheless in the view of knox church it could not bear a character wholly degraded too many presbyterians scotch foremen and others had their respectable residence there for these it was a far cry to dr drummond in bad weather and there began to be talk of hiring the east elgin schoolhouse for sunday exercises if suitable persons could be got to come over from knox church and lead them i do not know who was found to broach the matter to dr drummond report says his relative and housekeeper mrs forsyth who perhaps might do it under circumstances of strategical advantage mrs forsyth or whoever it was had her reply in the hidden terms of an equation was it any farther for the people of east elgin to walk to hear him preach than for him to walk to minister to the people of east elgin which he did quite once a week and if so how much mrs forsyth or whoever it was might eliminate the unknown quantity it cannot be said that dr drummond discouraged the project he simply did not mention it and as it was known to have been communicated to him this represented effectively the policy of the closed door he found himself even oftener in east elgin walking about on his pastoral errands with a fierce briskness of aspect and a sharp inquiring eye before which one might say the proposition slunk away meanwhile the methodists who it seemed could tolerate decentralization or anything short of round dances opened a chapel with a cheerful sociable and popularized the practice of backsliding among those for whom the position was theologically impossible good presbyterians in east elgin began to turn into makeshift methodists the doctor missed certain occupants of the gallery seats and felt the logic of circumstances here we must all yield and the minister concealed his discomfiture in a masterly initiative the matter came up again at a meeting of the church managers brought up by dr drummond who had the satisfaction of hearing that a thing put into the doctor's hands was already half done in a very few weeks it was entirely done the use of the schoolhouse was granted through dr drummond's influence with the board free of charge and to understand the triumph of this it should be taken into account that three of the trustees were wesleyans services were held regularly certain of dr drummond's elders officiating 
and the conventicle in the schoolhouse speedily became known as knox church mission it grew and prospered the first night i to the hills will lift mine eyes went up from east elgin on the uplifting tune that belongs to it the strayed came flocking back this kind never go forth again once they refined the ark of the covenant there they abide in the course of time it became a question of a better one and money was raised locally to build it dr drummond pronounced the first benediction in knox mission church and waited well knowing human nature in its presbyterian aspect for the next development it came and not later than he anticipated in the form of a prayer to knox church for help to obtain the services of a regularly ordained minister dr drummond had his guns ready he opposed the application where a regularly ordained minister was already at the disposal of those who chose to walk a mile and a half to hear him the luxury of more locally consecrated services should be at the charge of the locality he himself was willing to spend and be spent in the spiritual interests of east elgin that was abundantly proven what he could not comfortably tolerate was the deviation of congregational funds the very blood of the body of belief into other than legitimate channels he fought for his view with all his tactician's resources putting up one office-bearer after another to endorse it but the matter was decided at the general yearly meeting of the congregation and the occasion showed knox church in singular sympathy with its struggling offspring dr drummond for the first time in his ministry was defeated by his people it was less a defeat than a defence an unexpected rally round the corporate right to direct corporate activities and the congregation was so anxious to wound the minister's feelings as little as possible that the grant in aid of the east elgin mission was embodied in a motion to increase dr drummond's salary by two hundred and fifty dollars a year the doctor with a wry joke swallowed his gilded pill but no coating could dissimulate its bitterness and his chagrin was plain for long the issue with which we are immediately concerned is that three months later knox church mission called to minister to it the reverend hugh finley a young man from dumfriesshire and not long out dr drummond had known beforehand what their choice would be he had brought mr finley to occupy knox church pulpit during his last july and august vacation and mrs forsyth had reported that such midsummer congregations she had simply never worshipped with mrs forsyth was an excellent hand at pressed tongue and a wonder at knitted counterpanes but she had not acquired tact and never would End of chapter seven